Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Hello, and welcome to the Rookie Chef podcast with me, Nadi Zirfat. This is a bonus cook-along episode where we're going to be learning this week's recipe. This is my recipe for cello. It is a Persian basmati rice recipe with a famous crunchy base called tadig. Rice is the holy grail of Persian cuisine and the center of every meal. How well you cook your rice defines how good a cook you are. This method is one of the few in the world that does not cook rice by water absorption. Instead, the rice is steamed to achieve elegant, separated grains. The two most important elements to strive for when cooking rice are the length of the grain and its perfume or natural aroma. Once tried, it is hard to cook rice by any other method. You might even pull off a crispy tadig crust, but don't beat yourself up if not, as it takes practice and luck at the best of times. This recipe serves six as an accompaniment to a stew. 500 grams of good quality basmati rice, sea salt flakes crushed, some light olive oil or vegetable oil or ghee, and 60 grams of butter. Salted or unsalted, no problem. Choose a large saucepan, making sure you avoid cast iron pans. You want a saucepan that isn't too heavy and isn't going to conduct heat. Preheat the pan over a high heat and using water from a boiling kettle, fill the pan up two thirds full with hot water and bring it to the boil and add in a handful of crushed sea salt flakes. Once it's brought to the boil, boil your rice for six to seven minutes. This is parboiling the rice. Once done, Using a fine hold colander in the sink, immediately drain off all the rice, turn on the cold tap and wash the rice thoroughly of all of its starch and 
ensure that every single grain is cold, which will tell you that you've washed that particular grain. You can also flip the rice a little bit and break up any clumps of starch in there, giving it a good rinse to ensure all the starch is gone. We don't want the starch in the cooking process. Once done, shake the rice in the colander and shake off any excess water. And then just once you've shaked it vigorously and most of the water has gone into the sink, just leave it there to sit for five to 10 minutes. And it will just mean that you have peace of mind knowing that your rice is as dry as possible. Using the same pan, ensuring it's not too hot, take a square of baking paper. That's not nonstick paper or greaseproof paper, just baking or oven paper, large enough to cover the base of the pan and scrunch it up and then carefully open it up and line the bottom of your pan. If, however, your pan is nonstick, you won't need to do this. The baking paper is merely to ensure that when you flip the rice over at the end, it comes cleanly away from the base of your pan whilst protecting the base of your pan. You don't need to do that, obviously, if your pan is nonstick, but it's just a good little trick like lining a cake tin. Place the pan back on the heat over a medium heat, gentle medium heat. If you're using gas, you have to choose the lowest flame setting on a gas hob, not a double burner. It must be a single burner. It can be a large single burner, but it has to be the lowest flame setting. And drizzle in either your vegetable oil or your ghee or your light olive oil into the base of the pan generously to coat the base of the pan. If you're using ghee, you might just have to melt it a little bit and then season the base with a little crumbled sea salt. And a new trick I have, which is really useful, especially if you're using gas, for those of you using gas, is to pour just about half a centimeter of cold water into the base of the pan. This will give you much needed extra time for the rice to cook on the hob without the gas hob and gas flame actually burning the crust. So if you're cooking on induction or electric, you don't really have to do that. But if you're cooking with gas, it will really, really help you out and buy you more time. Now scatter the rice into the pan, ensuring you scatter it don't pack the rice because you want it to fill the pan. It doesn't matter. All you need to do is scatter enough rice into the base of the pan and then however it falls haphazardly is absolutely fine. Another trick that you can do is take uh, the handle of a wooden spoon and poke holes into the rice just randomly all over this just allows for further aeration from the base of the pan because the heat source comes from the base of the pan. And in order to cook the rice at the top, we want to encourage as much steam and heat so it rises and cooks the rice at the top. Next, take the lid of the saucepan and wrap it with a cloth tightly and then have it ready to seal the rice. But just before you do, Another little trick is to take a little bit of butter, diced, and just dot it all over the top of the rice. Just in little cubes, rough and ready, doesn't have to be anything too particular, but this gives that rice a finished, silky, buttery flavor that we love. Once you've done that, put the lid 
on the rice, making sure it's firmly sealed in place. The cloth will just enable it to be super airtight to prevent any steam from escaping because that will compromise the cooking of the rice and you want the steam to help cook the rice as quick as possible. If using gas, 45 minutes to about an hour, especially if you're using a little bit of cold water, you'll have at least an hour to cook the rice. And it's always better to undercook the tadig, the crunchy base, than overcook it. But I think you'd comfortably have an hour to even an hour and 15 minutes, especially if you are really sticking to the low flame. If you're cooking on electric or induction, you choose a medium to low heat. That's about if you have a scale of one to nine on those uh, temperature gauges, then I would say four is probably the best way, four, three to four, best way, and you can cook it for an hour and a half, two hours, no problems. You will know when the rice is cooked because wisps of steam will, despite the seal, will actually start pushing their way through the cloth, which sh shows you that the steam has risen and the rice at the top has cooked. Once the cooking time has elapsed, remove the lid and then you should be looking for the grains to be fluffed up at the top. Smooth the surface out in case it's not smooth. Just take a fork and just sort of make it a little bit level and then choose a platter if you want to flip it out whole. Choose a platter that's much larger, even a tray, even an oven tray if you don't have anything. The big oven tray is the largest tray that comes with the oven. I've always found that very useful. And place it over the saucepan. Use a tea towel to grasp the handles whilst having this tray or dish over the pan. Just check that you've carefully got a comfortable grip, bearing in mind that the pan is hot, and then lift the pan and in a swift motion, flip it over and then place it straight back down. And then carefully using the cloth to protect your hands, remove the pan, lift it over, and you'll be left with a crust on top. If you have used oven paper, just peel back the oven paper and there you have your tadik. Another way of serving it, if perhaps you're not too confident to do it in that method, would be to scoop out the rice uh, as much as you like and serve it onto a platter. And then you'll be left with just the taddy crunchy base and you can remove that in one piece or a few pieces and just break it into shards and arrange it on the rice. Both are perfectly acceptable and absolutely delicious. This rice, cello, is plain rice always, and we serve it with a whole host of Persian stews. But quite frankly, I serve it with Indian curries, Thai curries, and all different dishes that require a rice accompaniment from around the world because I just love the bonus addition of the crust. It is superb. Thank you for listening to this week's Cook Along episode. To find out more, go to bbcgoodfood.com and make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode.